Steve's Weekly Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Steve's Weekly Podcast. You're listening to this on Spotify Music, Apple Podcast and Google Podcast and anywhere else uh, where you get your podcasts from. Uh, coming up in this week's episode, I am going to be talking about a couple of things. Firstly, I'm going to talk about uh, Disney Plus because they have removed a few more titles and they have uh, cancelled... A couple of shows as well and there are uh, a couple of shows which aren't going to be coming to Disney Plus this month especially here in the UK which originally was going to be coming to the UK I'm going to talk about that very very shortly uh, also coming up this week I'm going to be going through some of the latest movie and TV show news as well for you And uh, also coming up this week, I'm going to be talking about a brand new social media app uh, which launched more than 24 hours ago at the time of recording this week's weekly podcast. So I'll talk about that. Uh, And also coming up, I've got some movie reviews as well from the likes of Asteroid City, uh, No Hard Feelings. And Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken, okay? So that's all the stuff that I've got coming up for you. Um, And just a quick reminder in terms of cinema releases as well. uh, Today here in the UK, uh, Disney Pixar's Elemental uh, is out in cinemas. Uh, That's out today. Uh, Insidious the Red Door is also out in cinemas today. I do believe, actually, this is the final insidious movie that they are making they are retiring the the movie franchise from after this one so uh yeah be intro i did go back and re-watch all the insidious films this week um i've only seen the films once beforehand so i went back and revisited it um earlier this week and I'd probably say, like, the first two aren't too bad. The third one, again, is okay-ish. But the fourth one, the last key, was... uh, It was just awful. Uh, It really was bad. I mean, to be honest, even the reviews that I... The other reviews that I read on Letterboxd um, this week were just bombing it. Because it is bad. I mean, the only one... The only character... The only actress that I'd say carries that movie is Lynn Shay. And obviously, she's in the other three as well. Um, you know, yeah, that's the only one that kind of carries the last key for me. But other than that, it's just uh, it's so silly. Um, but yeah, so Insidious the Red Door is out today here in the UK. Uh, and then on Monday next week, we have got Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning uh, Part 1 as well. So I am going to be watching uh, Elemental and Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 across this next week. So expect me to give my thoughts on both of those films in next week's episode of the weekly podcast anyway uh so let me start off with uh disney plus today um in this week's podcast because uh it was recently announced that we were first of all we were going to be getting um the watchful eye and i'm not gonna lie it was actually a ser- it was actually a series that i was looking forward to to watching on disney plus um, it was yeah, it was a series that I was looking forward to watching on Disney Plus. Well, uh, basically, last weekend it was announced that uh, the that the Watchful Eye 
uh, at uh, Freeform, I believe it was on, uh, which is obviously uh, again it's an America it's an American TV network which uh, Disney do own. Uh, Freeform announced that um, the uh, the Watchful Eye had been cancelled after one series, and that Single Drunk Female had been cancelled after two series. Now, while we had Single Drunk Female, um, while we had Single Drunk Female on Disney Plus here in the UK, and it was only a couple of weeks ago that we had the um, the the second series come to Disney Plus, um, it was announced that. Um, let me have a look. I'm just trying to find where the news story is. Um, it was announced that it was uh, here we are. Yeah, uh, it was announced that yeah. So two seasons were so sing so single drunk female cancelled after two seasons, and it's also been removed from Hulu, Star Plus uh, in Latin America and Disney Plus around the world. Uh, so it says here, Disney's Freeform has revealed that Single Drunk Female will not return for a third season and has been cancelled after two seasons. No reason for the cancellation has been announced, but Disney is cutting back on the amount of general entertainment content it is creating in an effort to save around $5 billion. Uh, the series followed 20-something-year-old alcohol uh, alcoholic Samantha Fink, who, after a public flame-out at a New York media company, is forced to seize the only chance she has to sober up and avoid jail time. Moving back home with her overbearing mother, Carol, back in uh, Greater Boston, Samantha restarts her life working at the local grocery store while surrounded by all of the triggers that made her drink in the first place. Confronted with rem uh, remnants of her old life, uh, including run-ins with her perfect former best friend, who is now dating her ex, Samantha sets out on a path to move past her worst uh, self and figure out her best self, kind of. Um, so yeah, so within hours of the reveal that this show had been cancelled, it was quickly removed from Disney streaming services around the world, including Disney Plus, Star Plus in Latin America, and Hulu in the United States. Disney had been planning on removing about $400 million worth of content before the end of June as part of an impairment charge, which basically means the show is written off as a tax write-off. Disney also cut over $1.5 billion worth of content, including Willow, back in May. Um, they basically have done the same with The Watchful Eye as well. So The Watchful Eye has been cancelled after one series, and it's also been removed on Disney's streaming services worldwide, like Disney+, Plus, uh, Star Plus in Latin America, and Hulu in the United States. Now, that's bad news for us here in the UK, because we were due to get the show in the next kind of couple of weeks. Uh, if you may recall last week, I went through uh, what's coming to Disney Plus in July, and The Watchful Eye was on there. Obviously, it's now been written off as a tax write-off and it's been removed from the Disney streaming services. So, therefore, I can confirm that it will no longer be coming to Disney+. Plus, Which is a shame because I was actually looking forward to watching it. Um, and it's the same with Single Drunk Female as well. I did watch Season 1 
I did enjoy season one and I was looking forward to watching the second season when that came out. Um, and it's just a shame that I didn't really get around to watching the second season. Um, it it kind of sucks because uh, there is another movie that I want to talk about here. Um, and it's called Crater. Now, Crater got added on to Disney+. Plus. I believe it was back in May. May the 12th, I believe it was. And last Friday... Um, after I finished recording last week's podcast, it was announced that Crater had been removed from Disney+. Plus. Now, I I don't know why. I don't know if it's because it just didn't get a, a good audience on Disney+. Plus. And people are arguing about streaming services. I get it. You know, there there are things which people don't tend to come across on streaming services until maybe two, three, maybe four months after it's been released on streaming. And then they then start to talk about it with their friends, their friends watch it, then their friends start talking to their friends about it, and it just becomes this really big like what uh like this really big watch that's on Disney Plus or Netflix or Prime Video etc you know so i feel like disney didn't give this movie enough room to kind of go let's leave it on the streaming service for a couple more months it might pick up steam people might go hey what's this i mean it also had the producers behind stranger things as well um so again it's kind of one of those things where it kind of had some big names behind it i mean yeah okay you know i i I watched it i enjoyed crater okay i watched it i believe on the same on the same day it got released on disney plus or maybe a couple of days afterwards but either way though i still enjoyed watching crater and you know i would have recommended people to have gone to watch crater on disney plus it's just a shame that Disney have decided now to kind of just go, no, you know, that that's it. We, we you, you know, we've given you a couple of months and you, obviously you've not been watching it. So therefore, we're going to take it off. Um, you know, it does. I, I'm not going to lie. It does suck, to be honest. It really does suck. Um, but. I guess that's just the way that streaming is going. I mean that I mean look at the end of the day, uh Paramount Plus have done something similar where they've had a couple of big name shows. They've cancelled those shows and straight away it's been a tax write off. I think HBO has done the same over in the States as well. Uh HBO Max or as it's now known as Max, uh did the same thing where shows weren't doing great on the streaming service. Therefore, they've cancelled them, and therefore, they've then just done it as a tax write-off to make their money back. Um, I mean, yeah, it does suck for us, because it means that we didn't get a chance to watch it, or didn't get a chance to see it, or anything like that. Um, But, that's just the, I think that's just the path that the streaming services are going down now. Um, And it's a shame that you can't just go on to, like... I don't know, like the Google Play Store or Amazon Prime Video or something like that. And you can't 
like you know you can't buy it through those stores um and watch them and and watch them to either rent or to buy and keep it is a shame because you know it did seem like with crater a lot of money maybe have gone into it um especially especially as it was kind of like set in spe like out of space as well um but yeah it is a shame um by the way a quick reminder while i'm talking about disney very quick is that today on disney plus around the world obviously disney are celebrating 100 years uh this year um of disney and uh obviously to celebrate they are release they're re-releasing some classic animated shorts they have started to appear on Disney Plus today. I think the next batch is coming in August. And then the third and final batch is coming in October. Um, I don't know if there's another batch coming in September. I'm not sure. But we have got our first batch today, which is the Skeleton Dance, uh, Goofy, Aquamania, um, Mickey Mouse, Building a Building, Figaro and Frankie, uh, Goofy Gymnastics, Bath Day, and I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. So those are the little animated shorts. How long are they? Do we know? Uh, I should imagine they're roughly around about six minutes long. Um, but that's on Disney Plus today anyway, uh, if you wanted to give it a watch. Um... Right, okay, I didn't realise Hot Tub Time Machine was on Disney+, Plus, but there we go, it's on there. I've just seen Hot Tub Time Machine is on Disney+. Plus. I didn't even know it was on there. So, there's probably some movies on here, actually, and stuff, which I thought, yeah, that wouldn't be on Disney+, Plus. but oh, no, 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 it is, it's on there. It's on there. Uh, right, okay, I, so that, that's the latest in regards to Disney's streaming service news and stuff, okay. Um, now, I am going to go through some of the, oh, are you kidding me? Really? Oh, literally, you know what I did, right? So, I got my podcast all ready, okay. Apparently, Joyride has got, is one of the highest rated comedies in years, um, it's a movie that came out in the States today. We're getting it in the UK um, next month in August, I believe, in about a couple of weeks' time. Um, but it's got a, a tomato meter score of 92%. The audience score, based on how many reviews? Uh, fewer than 50 verified reviews, um, have got, it's got a 96% rating the the uh, tomato meter reviews has got 91 reviews so i've seen the trailer for it it looks wacky crazy wild i i you know what i'll happily go and check this out you know um i love there's a scene in the trailer where they're there trying to get through airport security and one of the characters goes the only way we can get through airport security is by um by um what is it like um uh person impersonating k-pop stars and they dress up as like k-pop stars <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm I will give Joyride a watch uh when it comes out in cinemas next month if it is that good cuz I mean the fact that it's got 96% rating on Rotten Tomatoes 
uh, with the audience score a 92% rating on the tomato meter. That is actually pretty damn good. Uh, by the way, Simu Liu says Shang-Chi 2 was meant to release just after Avengers The Kang Dynasty. However, he adds that it keeps being pushed back due to circumstances beyond my control. Now, I don't know if that's to do with the writer's strike. I should imagine it probably is. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. But, however, though... Uh, we are going to be getting this. Uh, we are going to be getting Shang Chi two, hopefully in the next couple of years. Uh, as uh, as a matter of fact, earlier this week, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch uh, spoke to the media, and uh, he said about um, filming next year. He's going to be filming an MCU project playing um, Doctor Strange. He didn't go into details as to what it is. I mean, Doctor Strange 3 has somewhat been announced. Um, but, yeah, so, I don't know. Maybe it could be Doctor Strange 3. Maybe it could be an, a, a cameo in a TV show or an upcoming MCU movie. We don't know. Anyway, um, I thought I'd go through some of the latest movie news. Um, now... You may remember back in 2019, Daniel Kaluuya um, announced that he was going to be making a movie about Barney the Dinosaur. Now, that that's kind of good news for me because I grew up with, with Barney the Dinosaur. Um, you know, I think he was probably one of my, my favourite childhood characters uh, of like the late 90s and early 2000s. Yeah, I, I do remember actually. I I used to remember. I used to have a, a a toy of Barney, and he used to go everywhere with me. But anyway, Barney the dinosaur. Though here we are in 2023, and Daniel Kaluuya's uh, Barney movie is described as surrealistic, similar to the work of Charlie Kaufman and Spike Jonze. Uh, the film is being sold as an A24 type that will be really a play for adults. So, this movie isn't going to be for kids, okay? It's not going to be for kids, but it's going to be more targeted at adults who are, like, in their 30s. Because people around about my age now, they grew up with this character. And I feel like it is only right that we do get a movie on Barney, but except it's targeted at us you know, that the audience that grew up with that dinosaur. Uh, I, I know that in 2024, Barney is coming back uh, for a new generation of kids um, in the form of like an um, like an animation style. So it's not going to be live action like it was back in the 90s. Um, it's going to be an animated Barney. But Daniel Kaluuya, I believe, is doing a live action Barney for us adults. Um, so, but yeah, so it's going to be quite interesting to see what they do with the story, how it's going to go. I I'm, I'm in, I'm in for this. I, I would happily go and watch Barney the Dinosaur in cinemas and I wouldn't be ashamed to go and see it neither because again, this isn't going to be targeted at kids. This is going to be targeted at adults. So... It's going to be really interesting to see what they do with Barney for adults. I don't know. Um, 
did no one think of but i mean to be honest it's a story about barney being like abandoned because no one thought about him for like 20 odd years i don't know maybe maybe life got really tough for barney because no one thought about him for years. I don't know. I mean, the thing is, is Daniel Kaluuya, when he first announced that this project was in development back in 2019, he kind of hinted that this story is going to kind of further divulge into the song, I Love You, You Love Me, which is the song that Barney sings at the end of every episode of Barney and Friends. Um, you know... Apparently, there is a, a, a deep meaning behind that that Daniel Kaluuya said that needed to be explored a little bit further. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's the direction they're going down is maybe Barney was abandoned for so many years. And I don't know. I mean, there, there, there is a lot. There is a lot that they can do uh, with it. So, but... We'll, we'll wait and see what happens, I guess. Um, right, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, so that's that one. Uh, also, as well, by the way, can I just add that Mattel... Uh, so, Barney is being made by uh, Mattel Films, who is also behind the movie Barbie, which is coming out in two weeks from today. Um, I can't wait to watch... but I can't believe... I'm in 2023... Right, and I'm sat here, and I'm talking through a microphone, and I'm saying I can't wait to go and watch Barbie. Because it looks like, I mean, don't get me wrong, it looks camp as hell. But it does look like a fun time, okay? And I do feel like this is going to be one of those summer blockbuster movies that you just have to go and see. Um, I mean, yeah, you know what, right? I know, like... I know I'm kind of there like, huh, I really shouldn't be watching Barbie, not at the ripe old age of, of 26 and a half years old, but, <laughs> you know, but, I mean, to be honest, it's got a big cast in it, right, it's got Nashiti Gatwa in it, who's going to be the next Doctor um, in December in Doctor Who, uh, it's got Ryan Gosling in it, it's got Margot Robbie in it, and Dua Leapers in it as well, um, and... Uh, John Cena's in it, Will Ferrell's in it, Michael Sierra's in it. You know, it's got this really big cast um, of actors and actresses. You just can't help but go and watch it, you know? Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go and watch it uh, in two weeks' time. So, in about three weeks' time on the weekly podcast, you'll get to hear my thoughts and reactions to Barbie as well as Oppenheimer okay because that's the other film that I'm going to see you know what I might do Oppenheimer seems like a really serious film right so I feel like I should go watch Oppenheimer first and get like the, the serious dark stuff out of the way first and then go and have a great time watching this pink-coloured, camp-as-hell movie fun time that is Barbie. I might do that in a couple of... I'm going to do a back-to-back -back cinema day at the cinema to go and watch both of these films. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Anyway, um, 
So, yeah, so anyway, uh, Greta Gerwig, by the way, who is directing Barbie, has announced that she'll be directing at least two Chronicles of Narnia films uh, for Netflix. And apparently, these are the major franchises with reboots in the works. DC, X-Files, Hellboy, Twilight, Spy Kids, Harry Potter, Wizard of Oz, Percy Jackson, and Chronicles of Narnia. There we are. Um, apparently, Barbie has been banned in Vietnam. Uh, a scene in the film depicts a map with the nine uh, dash line, a representation of China's territorial claims uh, in the South China Sea, which Vietnam says violates its uh, sovereign sovereignty. Um, also, as well, Chad uh, Stahelski is unsure if John Wick 5 will actually happen. It's very appealing. I just don't have the why yet. Now, the thing is, is with John Wick, I feel like there should... I mean, yeah, they should do spin-offs, which are based during or before the events of the first four films. But in regards to a John Wick 5, I, th I, don't, think, I don't think they should make a John Wick 5. I feel like the franchise, the main franchise itself, ended perfectly on a perfect note on at, uh, when it came to John Wick 4. You know, um, if you haven't yet seen the film, then you should watch it because it is a great film. I, I enjoyed John Wick 4, um, but I, I just don't think a John Wick 5 is, is necessary. I really don't think it is. Uh, HBO has begun licensing some of its shows to Netflix. Insecure is the first HBO series uh, to be now streaming on Netflix. I believe this might just be for the US and the US only. Um, so, um, apparently Ryan Gosling has spoken on how to capture the Kennedy. Uh, it's there the whole time. You've got it so strong. I can feel it right now. Look no further. You are Ken enough. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, dear. Um, let's see what else there is. Um, James Gunn says he won't be at uh, San Diego Comic Con this year, but probably next year uh, is what he has said on that one. Um, we've got some domestic, which is US only, opening weekend estimates for some of July's movies. So, Oppenheimer is tracking to earn $40 million in the opening weekend at the US box office. Barbie is estimated to earn somewhere between $80 to $100 million dollars. Mission Impossible 7 is tracking to earn $90 million. Haunted Mansion is tracking to earn somewhere between $25 to $35 million. And Insidious the Red Door is uh, looking to is tracking to earn around about $20 to $29 million. Um, a Suicide Squad uh, Isekai anime is in the works. Uh, Wit Studio is developing uh, the anime. Um, let me have a look. Oh, and also as well, I should point this out, that there's 45 films and TV shows based on Mattel toys 
which are in development. J.J. Uh, Abrams is doing a Hot Wheels movie, which he's described as emotional, grounded and gritty. Um, uh, let's see what else there is. Uh, Mattel's Magic 8-Ball horror movie will not be R-rated, but it walks the line a little bit. Um... So yeah, apparently there's a there's a magic eight ball horror movie in the works. Um I don't know if it's a horror comedy mind though. Um so do you wanna know something actually? Uh, I saw a clip for Barbie earlier this week, right? And it featured like um Ryan Gosling's Ken, Margot Robbie's Barbie, and basically he just he talks about what his job title is and he just and Ken just goes my job is just beach like that and then i don't know maybe maybe he suffered an accident or something but one of the one of the barbie nurses says to them um you uh, what was it you should be healed in no time uh or something oh where is it i posted it myself as well. I posted it on this post as well. Oh, where is it? Oh. My, my, mine's gone. I believe. Where is it? Um. Oh, never mind. Well, anyway, I did, I, well, basically, I think the, the, the nurse in the clip says, uh, don't worry, you should be healed in no time. Actually, by the time it took me to say that sentence, you're healed. But it's the way she says it, though. <laughs> oh, man. Honestly, that was funny. I I, I honestly... I'm not going to lie. I don't know what this Barbie film is. Like, I, ju I just don't know. Like, I just feel like... It's, I, I just genuinely don't know what the story is. Like, all I see is... Barbie is in Barbie land. She then goes into the real world. And she's fighting Ma like the boss of Mattel. Is the boss of Mattel the villain in the film? I, I don't know. You know, I mean, all I'm seeing is just pretty colours. And just a lot of campy vibes. And, and just... It just looks like a fun time. <laughs> Honestly, like, this film could be terrible, right? This film could be absolutely crap. I'm probably going to sit here in a couple of weeks' time going, this film may have been crap, but you know what? I'm going to go watch it for the 50 millionth time. <laughs> anyway, um... <laughs> Well, anyway, so there we go. Um, uh, apparently, Fede Alvarez's uh, 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 um, Alien movie has wrapped production, and it will be in cinemas on August 16th, 2024. Um, let me have a look. Uh, Quentin Tarantino says, Kill Bill Volume 3 isn't happening. My last film is about a film critic, a male critic, and it's set in the 70s why would people i mean kill bill volume one and volume two came out in the early 2000s 
why 20 years later would people want a Kill Bill Volume 3? You know? Um, Jason Blum has uh, spoken about horror movies, as always. Uh, and he says that horror movies don't work if you're not really emotionally connected to the characters. You have to be just as tied up in the events that are happening that are not scary to be scared. That are not scary to be scared. What? I, I don't get that bit. But yeah, I kind of get it though. You, you know, you do have to kind of feel the same emotion that the characters in horror movies are going through in order for those horror films to work you know um and you kind of get that you know you do kind of get that so but um yeah anyway uh apparently no hard feelings has passed 50 million dollars worldwide it's tracking to be the highest grossing r-rated comedy in recent years i mean I'll give you my thoughts on No Hard Feelings very, very shortly. But you, do you want to know something? I just, uh, I'm looking at an image right now of, uh, of a, of a, um, it's basically a, a screen grab from the film. Oh boy, Jennifer Lawrence. Oi, oi, oi. Um, so that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Um, anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, apparently Tom Cruise has revealed he's watching Oppenheimer before Barbie. Friday, I'll see Oppenheimer first, and then Barbie on Saturday. Why not do a double feature, Tom Cruise? You know, go see him on both days. I am. And I think many other people will as well. You know, uh, if, they are big, if they're big cinema goers like me, they'll spend the day at the cinema watching these films back to back, because that's exactly... What I'm going to be doing in a couple of weeks' time. I'm not going to be sitting here recording this podcast. Um, I'm probably going to be doing this podcast probably on the Thursday. So that on the Friday, I can go to the cinema to go and watch those films back to back. Um, Greta Gerwig says she wants to move between making bigger movies and smaller movies. Like my weekend buddy, Chris Nolan. He made The Dark Knight and then made The Prestige. Which is not a tiny movie, but it is also not the same thing. That's very true. Seth Rogen says the Sausage Party sequel series will be unbelievably shocking. Okay. Well, I mean, we got the Sausage Party movie back in, what was it, 2018? Maybe even earlier than that. Um, and now we're getting a TV series based on the movie. And apparently it's going to be unbelievably shocking. So, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll see how that does. Uh, the Flash has passed $100 million in the US. That's really bad. That's really, really bad. Um, Tom Cruise has also said that he hopes to continue acting for many years like Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford is a legend. I hope to be still going. I've got 20 years to catch up with him. Honestly, if he does Mission Impossible for the next 20 years, maybe my jokes over the years of Tom Cruise doing Mission Impossible 20 using a Zimmer frame will actually come true. It probably will actually come true. Um... <laughs> 
Oh God. Um, what else is there? Um, let's see what else there is for me to bring you. Uh, I've already spoken about Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, the Philippines are currently debating whether to ban Barbie. This is due to a scene in the film that depicts a map with the nine-dash line, a disputed representation of China's territorial claims in the South China Sea. Uh, apparently, the Stranger Things stage show will offer clues about the final season. The stage show is a prequel set in 1959 where Hopper's car won't start, Bob Newby's sister won't take his radio show seriously, and Joyce wants to graduate and Henry Creel arrives. Uh, which obviously I believe then becomes Vecna. Um, the new trailer for Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon has been released. The film releases on October 6th in theatres. So if you do want to watch the trailer, it's available to watch now uh, on YouTube. I haven't yet seen the trailer for myself, so I can't really say whether it was good or not. Um, we have also had a brand new trailer for the Bob Marley biopic uh, called One Love. Uh, again, I haven't seen the trailer for it. I have been quite busy this week, to be honest. So there is a few trailers that I do need to go back and watch. Um, we also got a first trailer for the final season of Sex Education, which is going to be releasing on Netflix on September 21st. Now, this at all isn't surprising because when you think about it, you've got Asa Butterfield, who is now going off and doing other projects for like... At the moment, he's doing a project for Amazon Prime Video, which is the sequel to your, um, is it your your place or mine or something? Or your Christmas or mine um, or something like that. Um, so he's doing, he's doing a sequel to that film on Amazon Prime Video, which I believe is coming out later this year. Um, you've got Emma McKee, who at the moment is going to be in Barbie, but... She obviously is going to be probably in other big roles going forward. Uh, you've also got, uh, who else? Nishiti Gatwa as well. Nishiti Gatwa, understandably, he's now become a really, really big star. Again, he's going to be in Barbie later this month. He's also playing the Doctor in Doctor Who uh, from December onwards. Um, and... Yeah, you know, he's obviously doing other big projects as well in the lineup. Uh, Mimi Webb, um, I believe, I think she's gone on to do some singing projects. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of well-known actors and actresses and stuff in this series who have grown up now and they've basically gone off and they're doing other bits and pieces so it's no surprise that the show is ending after season four. Uh, I have seen the show before. I'm probably going to go back and revisit the show again later this year. Um, I'm probably going to just do a massive binge watch on the series again. Um, just so I'm all caught up ready for season four. But um, I, I enjoy it. I do like the series. Um, so yeah. So I'd, I'd happily watch season four. Um, so, yeah, so, there we go. Um, now, uh, Paul King has, says, um, that he made Wonka, which has got Timothy Chamele, uh, to be a film that can sit alongside Raoul Dahl's book 
And Gene Wilder's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Okay. Well, that looks very interesting. Uh, Carby Lame says his main objective is to now make movies. I wanted to make movies since I was a child to convey emotions through my acting and getting people to believe in something. Oh, okay. Oh, he's the guy that, um, that does those funny TikToks where people... Where he, where he basically simplifies things that people make look difficult to do, if that made any sense at all. Um, yeah, oh, he's fun. I do enjoy his TikToks. I do laugh. Um, let's see what else there is here. Uh, Greta Gerwig instructed Ryan Gosling to make Ken's cry sound like the way her four-year-old son would cry. So, when I think of that, I'm guessing he's going to cry like... <laughs> like that. I'm assuming, you know. Hey, I'm I'm not even playing a Ken doll in this film, okay? And yeah, I can master it, you know. I'm I'm assuming that's how it's being done, you know. Greta, if you're listening to this podcast, if you need a Ken for Barbie two, if there's a sequel to this film, I'm happy to do it, okay? Um, I mean, I probably won't be in, I won't be in shape, but, um, you know, hey, you know, diverse and all that. Um, <laughs> right, so anyway, uh, what else is there? Um, anything else for me to, to talk about this week, um, that has been in the news, uh, in the world of film and TV? Um... We have had a first look, by the way, at set photos of Ryan Reynolds uh, in Deadpool 3. I mean, to be honest, his suit does look a little bit different um, than what it does in the first two movies. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, to be honest, it doesn't look too bad. So, uh, this is supposed to be a, a heavily rumoured multiversal story. So, this film's going to be looking at the multiverse. So, uh, The Little Mermaid releases on digital on July 25th. A sing-along version of the film will also be included. Yes! Finally! I can, I can finally sing the poor unfortunate souls! You know, in all its glory when it comes out. Um, no, I'm joking. I haven't seen The Little Mermaid. And yet, loads of people... Loads of people have gone to the cinema to go and watch this film and they've said it's fantastic, it's beautiful, it's amazing. I just have no, I just have no, you know, desire to go and see this in the cinema. I might watch it on Disney Plus. Obviously, it is going to get released on Disney Plus um, in the coming months. So when it gets released on Disney Plus, I might watch it then you know, uh, instead, um, I just have no desire to go and watch it in cinemas, so, um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that this film has done well, and, you know, it has done well in, in the box office as well, so, um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, if we're looking at this the way we're looking at it, then it looks like we might be getting... We might be getting The Little Mermaid maybe at the end of August or beginning of September on Disney+. Plus. I should imagine 
that'll probably be the same for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 as well. So, do you remember the time when Disney Plus used to put those kind of movies onto the streaming service first, then onto digital afterwards? They, they, they're doing it the other way around now. Disney aren't dumb. You know, they're, they're trying to make their money's worth on digital first. Although, to be honest with you, right? What's the point in owning The Little Mermaid or anything Disney property related, shall we say? Right? What's the point in owning it on digital when you can just wait for it to come out on Disney Plus? You know? I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Unless you don't have Disney Plus, I understand it. You know, you, yeah, you, you'll get it on digital. But a lot of people have Disney Plus, so I, I just don't, I just don't get it. I, re I really, I really don't get it. But okay, I mean, to be honest, I mean, that's just like that's. I mean, it's like me sitting here saying, "What's the point in me buying movies on digital?" When they're going to eventually come to Netflix or, or Amazon Prime Video. I'm not going to lie. There's movies on, Am on my Amazon Prime Video digital store list that I have brought in the past. Which are on Amazon Prime Video as part of my subscription. But, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Um, uh, by the way, we have had a new poster for The Nun 2, uh, which comes out in cinemas on September 8th. And um, we have also had an official trailer. Apparently, the first trailer for Paul King's Wonka movie uh, was shown to the press uh, a couple of days ago. So, a public release is likely imminent. Um, so hopefully we will get it soon. Uh, Billie Eilish has a song releasing for the Barbie soundtrack titled What Was I Made For? Uh, it's going to be releasing on July 13th. The Super Mario Bros. movie is releasing on Peacock in the US on August 3rd. Um, Warner Brothers have spoken out about uh, the map depicting the nine dash line in Barbie. They got the film banned in Vietnam um, uh, as they have said that it's a childlike crayon drawing. The doodles depict Barbie's make-believe journey from Barbie land to the real world. Okay. So, uh, why, why is she even going to the real world? Like, what... What's the what is the reasoning behind it? I don't even understand. Give me a minute, right? Let me literally let me search Barbie, right? Twenty twenty three movie. I'm gonna read the synopsis. <sighs> Barbie and Ken are having the time of their lives in the colourful and seemingly perfect world of Barbie Land. However, when they get the chance to go to the real world. They soon discover the joys and perils of living among humans. Okay, well, that's weird. Um, and also as well, why did that just come up? I just had Siri come up. But anyway, uh, but yeah, so Barbie and Ken are having the time of their lives in the colourful and seemingly perfect world of Barbie Land. However, when they get a chance to go to the real world, 
they soon discover the joys and perils of living among humans. I really don't understand why Will Ferrell is playing the villain, like the big boss of Mattel. What, like, what, what, what has he got to do with the film? I, d I just don't get it. You know, I really don't get it. Um, so apparently Greta Gerwig's in the film as well. Maybe she is. Um, well, anyway, I. <laughs> I I'm gonna I am gonna watch Barbie on Friday the twenty first of July, um, and hopefully it will be a great film. But I mean I'm just going into this film like what the f what what the f is this film? Like literally I just I just don't know, you know. I know it's kind of like I think it's gonna be a twelve A, so I think that's the that's the kind of the age rating in the UK. Have they actually got an age rating yet for the UK? Um, let me have a look. BBFC rating. Let me see. I mean, yeah. So as it turns out, Greta Gerwig's film won't quite be that since the BP, BP, uh, BBFC has handed down a 12A rating in the UK that aligns with the PG-13 notice in the States. Yeah, uh, apparently the explanation mentioning moderate innuendo, brief sexual harassment and implied strong language. So, yeah, so it's a 12A rated um, for the UK for Barbie. What's Oppenheimer? Do we know? I spelled Barbie wrong, by the way, when I searched it a minute ago. Oppenheimer. Have they got, a really, have they got one yet? Um, I mean, it just says here, uh, the approximate UK equivalent of a 15. So, um, yeah, um, so it's going to be a 15, I reckon, in the UK. Um, okay. Well, anyway, so yeah, those films come out in a couple of weeks' time. Um, anything else for me to talk about in regards to movie news before I move on. Because I keep on seeing um, uh, threads. And I do want to talk about that next. Um, no. I don't think there is. Uh, other than there was one there was one other thing actually. Um, about Deadpool 3. Um, which is... Where was it? I've just literally gone past it. Here it is. Uh, Karan Sony says Deadpool 3 is still hard R and does not feel different from the previous two films. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to watching it when it does come out in, I think, next year. So, that will be good to see. Uh, right, okay. Well, that's all the latest... Uh, movie and TV show news that I've got to bring to you for now. Um, I'm going to move on now to uh, one of the big stories uh, of the week in regards to social media. Uh, so at the beginning of the week, it was rumoured that Meta, who own Facebook, Instagram and WhatsApp, uh, were planning to launch a... Twitter rival uh, through Instagram called Threads. Now, the rumoured release date of it was going to be the, uh, the 6th of July. Uh, 
And as it turns out, yesterday we did, uh, around the world, get the worldwide release of Meta's Threads. Now, uh, Meta released this yesterday. And it's already picked up a lot of pace. Around about 50 million people have signed up to Threads uh, in the last, well, over 24 hours. Obviously, I think that number has probably exceeded even more uh, by the time this podcast gets released or by the time you guys uh, listen to this podcast. Um, But yeah, 50 million users are using Threads. Now, a lot of people are praising Threads because it seems like, at the moment, it seems like more of an more of a positive place to uh, post stuff. Uh, you're not getting a lot of negativity like you, or toxicity that you do on Twitter, which is great to see. Um, you know, it's integrated alongside Instagram, so it uses your Instagram username. It follows the people that you follow on Instagram as well. Um, So, obviously, there's that kind of integration there. There is a lot of work to be done on the app still, though. Mark Zuckerberg has come out and said that there is still a lot of stuff to be done on the app that does need to be improved. Which, yeah, I agree, there does. But for an app that's been around for nearly two days now, shall we say, right? Um, I mean, the app runs smoothly. I've had no bugs, no issues with the app whatsoever. You know, I have posted a couple of threads on threads already, okay? Uh, I did like about a four and a half minute video, uh, as a matter of fact, yesterday, uh, introducing myself um, to threads um so yeah i mean honestly i've got like loads i'm getting loads and loads and loads of notifications about people accepting my follow requests or people following me on threads etc etc so that's probably why you're hearing my phone go off in the background there uh, if you can hear it going off but You know, so yeah, so honestly, Threads seems like a great place to be at the moment. And like Mark Zuckerberg says, there is some work to be done on the app. Um, But here is what you can do with Threads, okay? It is similar to Twitter. So you can post photos. Um, I I don't know if it it might be a maximum of four photos. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try. I'm just going to... I'm not going to post anything on threads. I'm just going to try it just so I can confirm it to you guys now, okay? So if I go on here, and if I do, let's say, this, 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 um, and then this. Alright, no, you can post more. Um, how many can you post? Um... Let me dis- let me discard that one. I'm going to see how many you can post at a time because you can post more than more than um uh more than 5 7 8 can I'm guessing is it the same? Yeah. Okay. So you can post uh, similar to Instagram, 
So on Instagram, obviously, you can post around about 10 photos on a post, can't you? So it's the same with Instagram. Um, uh, it's the same with threads, sorry. So you can post up to 10 photos on a thread. Okay, if you want to post more, I'm assuming you'll have to obviously post that thread. And then obviously below it, under the replies, you can post more photos, I'm assuming. Um, but honestly, one of my uh, friends uh, who I follow across social media, she's been using this quite a lot. Um, and it's good to see. I I'm really glad to see her using this quite a lot. Um, because like... I hope she don't mind me uh, saying uh, some of her statuses here. But, like, she's posted in the last nine minutes at the time recording this uh, podcast where she's gone, this is a bit like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat all in one. I do kind of agree. It kind of is. Um, you know. So, and again, you know, uh, like, she's posted a photo of her sitting out in the sun um, and obviously, you know, she said it's her first work break of the day. So, yeah, uh, I'm not going to lie. I've come across some really funny threads uh, on here. Some of them were in which I have um, I've been uh, replying to and stuff like that. Uh, Channel 4, which is a UK broadcaster here in the UK, uh, has posted about an hour ago. Usual morning routine. Check Instagram. Check Twitter, check TikTok, check emails, check Facebook. New morning routine, check threads, stay on threads, ignore everything else and hope for the best. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, um, but yeah, honestly, though, threads is a really fantastic app. I'm I'm really enjoying the use of this app myself. Um so and it's it's good to see. I'm glad that people are enjoying this app. Um, I'm enjoying it as well. Uh, the thing is, is uh, you can um, you can actually post a lot more uh, than you can. Um, do you want to know something, right? Vigo, you know what, right? I I would love to. I would love to. I'd love to see uh, one of my favourite new comedians on the block, uh, Vigo Ven, right? I'd I'd love to I'd love to see Vigo Ven kind of uh, talking about threads, right? And it just go on Twitter. Uh, it go on Twitter. You you have two hundred eighty characters, and then he does his infamous. You want more? Um, <laughs> and then after that, he just starts advertising. <laughs> he starts advertising threads. I'd love for him to do that. Oh, that's my impression, by the way, of Vigo Ven. You want more? Uh, so... <laughs> oh. Anyway, but yeah, so... On Twitter, you can post up to 280 characters. Over on Threads, you can post 500 characters. Uh, on Twitter, you can post 2 minutes and 20 seconds of video footage. On Threads, you can post 5 minutes of footage. Okay, of video footage. And on Twitter, now that I've learnt it, you can post four photos at a time per tweet. On threads, you can post ten photos at a time per thread. 
okay? Honestly, this app is just getting better than Twitter, isn't it? It is. Um, there are, like I say, there are some improvements needed. I mean, you know, we're on day two of threads. And obviously, yeah, you know, it's not going to be perfect. There are going to be things that need to be added and implemented and, and stuff like that. And it's going to take time for them to, to roll that stuff out. But for the first couple of days using threads, I love it. I think it's great, you know. Um, and I am being very interactive with a lot of threads that I am coming across on my timeline. Some of them are people that... Uh, followers of mine on my social media others are celebrities and stuff that i'm just like you know what yeah i'll give the i'll i'll comment on this celebrity's photo or you know or picture or post or whatever i'll join the conversation and i think that's exactly what meta is doing is they want people to join in on the conversation that you're having um now twitter has reacted badly to threads, which is understandable, because now they're allegedly threatening to sue Meta for basically stealing Twitter's trade secrets and implementing it into their copycat, in quotations, app. Um, now, apparently, apparently it is uh, said that Meta have actually... Uh, taken on some of Twitter's former employees in order to create this app. I mean, I don't know if it's true. Um, but, I mean, to be honest, if Twitter do decide to take Meta to court, um, I mean, oh, I really hope and pray it doesn't get to the point where Meta then have to decide to go, sorry, guys, but we have to take down this app. Because, honestly, I enjoy it. People are giving it so much love, so much positivity. I think it's great, you know. And, yeah, I will still use Twitter. Of course I will, you know. Um, because, again, it is a platform that I do use. But I will be using threads so much like I'll be using Instagram and so much I'll be using Snapchat and stuff like that, you know. So... Yeah, it's just one extra social media app that I will be using. Um, if you do want to give me a follow on threads, you're more than welcome to. My thread username is the same as my Instagram username, uh, which is Stevagram Official. Okay, if you want to give me a follow on threads. Now, I was thinking about changing my threads username to Sir Steve threads a lot because hey that's a that's a bloody fantastic username to have isn't it um but sadly though your username is integrated with your instagram username which uh, i don't want to change my instagram username to sir steve threads a lot because uh, that's no but i think there are kind of plans to kind of separate your threads account from your Instagram account. Um, so, yeah. So, there is going to be some bits and pieces. There might be working on using hashtags as well. So that you can search topics and search hashtags that people are talking about. They might even end up doing a trending tab as well. 
You know what, right? This is Twitter, isn't it? This is just Twitter, but just a more improved version. <laughs> a more improved version of Twitter. Uh, also as well, uh, Twitter has been under really big, big fire uh, uh, over over the weekend. Uh, and the reason being is because... Um, is because uh, Elon Musk announced that they were going to be limiting the amount of tweets that you could read per day on Twitter. Uh, so, for example, if you are new to Twitter, you'll only gain access to 500 tweets a day. Uh, if you're uh, an unverified user, you gain access to 1,000 tweets a day. And if you're a verified user, you gain access to 10,000 tweets a day. Um... And obviously, this didn't go down well with many uh, many users at all whatsoever, to the point where they were planning on boycotting uh, Twitter uh, as well. So, the fact that uh, Elon Musk announced this change to Twitter, apparently it was only going to be temporary. I don't think it is temporary. I think it's just a, a new thing going forward. And then Mark Zuckerberg goes and launches a alternative version to Twitter but except a more better and improved version of Twitter, shall we say. Yeah, you know, Twitter is going to die. Um, you know, and it's it's kind of funny that Elon Musk brought Twitter for $44 billion only for Mark Zuckerberg to basically copy the app and make it his own. <laughs> And he probably costed him less to do as well. Oh, God. Well. <laughs> oh, man. Well, anyway. Um, huh. Well, there we go. Well, that's threads. Anyway, that is threads. Um, so, anyway. Oh, apparently yesterday, um, Thursday, July 6th, uh, officially became the world's hottest day ever recorded with a global temperature of uh, reaching 17.2 degrees Celsius. Uh, the record has been broken three times this week with the first two being on Monday and Tuesday. That's right, everyone. The world is getting hotter. Oh, man. Anyway. Uh, Taylor Swift giveaway, uh, five lucky fans get to choose what they want. Uh, that's by Pop Hive. Well, do you want to know something, Pop Hive? I know what I want. I want Taylor Swift. If you can give me Taylor Swift, I'll be a, I'll be a happy man. I'll die happy, okay? And if you give me Olivia Rodrigo too, uh, that would even be better as well. Give me both women, okay? Give me both women, alright? Um, anyway, speaking of Taylor Swift, by the way, today um, she has released or re-released her Speak Now album, but it is called Taylor Version. Taylor's version of the album. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I haven't listened to the album yet. I will give it a listen, uh, so I'll probably give you my thoughts on the album uh, next week in the weekly podcast. I don't know what just happened to my Twitter, but my Twitter just went whoop and just disappeared for a second. Uh, like as if it just went into the void. 
Um, anyway, but yeah, I will listen to Taylor Swift's Taylor uh, uh, Taylor Swift's speak now, um, and I'll give you my thoughts on it. Um, so yeah. Um, anyway, um, anything else for me to talk about? Yes, movie reviews. Uh, so this week I went and watched uh, three movies at the cinema. Is it three movies? Yeah, three movies at the cinema. I watched No Hard Feelings, uh, Ruby Gilman, uh, Teenage Kraken, and uh, Asteroid City as well. So let me give you my thoughts on those films. I'm going to start with No Hard Feelings first, because that's the first film that I did see. Yeah, I thought this film was great. I really did think this film was, was great. Funny, kept me laughing all throughout the film. You know, um, and there was some, there was even some audience members in the cinema that I went and watched this at who were laughing at the film as well. And I thought, this is great to see. And it did kind of give me those kind of early 2000s comedy movie vibes with this film. You know, and I would probably safely say that this is one of those films that you could go back and watch again. And it could easily be one of your comfort comedy films. Like, one of my comfort go-to comedy films is super bad. Because that film is great. I love that film. I really do. I've watched it countless times. Even though I discovered that film about two, three years ago now. It's one of those films that I just go back and re-watch constantly. Because I just love it so much. And I think No Hard Feelings has that kind of prospect of doing the same thing for me you know i could go back rewatch it countless times and it would just be great you know and i'd love it um i think jennifer lawrence is a standout in the film um you know and i think this is something that you know she's gone into i mean she's never really done a comedy film before so you know for her this is something new and i feel like she could do more comedy films if the script is right and if the story is right too um but yeah i i enjoyed it i mean obviously this was about a a 32 year old woman uh, played by jennifer lawrence um and she's looking to get a car and obviously this uh these rich people are basically pimping out their 19 year old son before he heads off to go to college um and Obviously, they want him to basically have sex um, and, you know, have a good time uh, with with an older woman. So they basically pay uh, this older woman uh, in the form of a car um, to basically spend time with their son and to basically loosen him up a little bit bef before he goes off to college. Uh, because he's basically one of these, uh, like, uh, teenagers or, or, like, you know, kind of, um, adult, young adults who is, like, socially awkward and, you know, is, doesn't really go out of his comfort zone. So, you know, um, but yeah, no, in all sorts, in all seriousness, though, this film was fantastic. I definitely recommend watching it. Um, I gave it maybe I think I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. I thought it was a decent film. Um, you know, and you know what? I I I will say it. Jennifer Lawrence, she brings the sexiness to to the role as well. So, you know, it's it's, it's a great time. It's a great time. I enjoyed it. 
So, you know, I'll, I, you know what? When it does come out on digital, I am going to buy it on digital, I think. Because, yeah, it's a great film. You know, and all I'm going to say as well, I think the funniest bit of the film, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm just going to say skinny dipping scene. And that, that's it. That's all I'm going to say. Okay? Because I don't want to spoil it. But just, just look out... For the skinny dipping scene. Because that's probably the funniest moment of the film. Um, but there is a lot of funny moments in the film though. That I that I, I can... Act- you know what, right? Sometimes comedy films, they can be quite forgettable. But this one, it, it's not really forgettable, I wouldn't say. It's not really forgettable. Um, so, uh, what else is there? Uh... Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken. I watched that one earlier this week. Uh, this one was an animation by DreamWorks, who are obviously well known for doing the movies Puss in Boots and uh, Kung Fu Panda and Shrek and How to Train Your Dragon. Um, yeah, t- uh, Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken. Good movie. Uh, very colourful. I would say that this is probably more child-friendly than family-friendly. But it's still a good time. Um, it's basically about these krakens uh, who live on land. Um, and basically the mother is keeping a lot of secrets from her teenage kraken daughter. Which her teenage kraken daughter later finds out um, in the film. So and basically she fi- also finds out that there's a war between the krakens and the mermaid. Um, and they end up fighting over this kind of sword. Um, so, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, it, it, it's a great film. I would probably say... I'd probably give it maybe a 6 out of 10. It's not a bad film. You know. Um, I mean, the voice cast in it are great. Don't get me wrong. But this is probably more aimed at kids. Like, younger kids. More than... It being a family, fr- it is still a family-friendly film, but I don't think it's targeting people of all ages. You know, like you get those, you get those animated films where they're targeted at all ages, and you can, you know, you could be someone my age who's in their late twenties, and you can still go to the cinema and watch that animated film and appreciate it and enjoy it. Whereas this one, I felt like, eh, okay, it's more targeting younger, younger audience more than the average audience, you know, like, you know, yeah, there's bits in here that parents would enjoy or there's bits in here that young adults would enjoy. But at the same time, there's stuff in here that that younger kids would more so enjoy. I'd say this film more, more aims at the younger kids kind of audience than the, you know, yeah, this film is for everyone. Uh, The final film that I did see this week at the cinema is Asteroid City. Now, Asteroid City, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. The reason being is because I appreciate this film. It's directed by Wes Anderson. And I do appreciate this film for the camera work, the set designs, and the colourfulness. Or the, the... the the gradients the filters that are put on this film i enjoyed it and respect it for that aspect however this film has got a big cast 
big-name cast to it, like, for example, Tilda Swinton, Brian Cranston, Tom Hanks, uh, uh, William Defoe, uh, Margot Robbie, Maya Hawke is in this as well. You know, Steve Carell's in it as well. So they've got quite a big cast member uh, in this film. However, they all don't have the ability to shine on on screen for so long because of the story aspect and uh, because of like the, the running time as well. I feel like if this film had a bit of a longer story to it and if it was slightly longer, then maybe we would have had more time to enjoy the presence of some of these big name actors and actresses that were featured in this film but however though i did appreciate this film from wes anson for its camera work set designs camera angles as well can i just say um and uh the the filters as well that were uh used uh on screen as well so yeah so that was really really great uh so there we go so that is my movie reviews for this week uh, and that is about it for this week's episode of Steve's Weekly Podcast. A massive thank you for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's podcast. If you did, feel free to follow me on threads, Stevagram Official, and Instagram is Stevagram Official and The Geeky Stevie. Uh, YouTube, if you want to, feel free to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Steve Official. Uh, brand new weekly vlog coming next week on Monday, as always. Uh, and feel free to give me a follow on Twitter at SteveFlix+. Your next weekly podcast will be coming to you on Spotify Music. Uh, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts next Friday uh, but until then it's goodbye thank you for listening and I'll speak to you guys again in my next weekly podcast Steve's Weekly Podcast